Just as a disclaimer, we want you to know that some of the movies that we will be reviewing were shot in a different time and era where people of race and sex were not treated equally. We understand this and hope you do too. The movies or anything that happened on the sets are not the views of this podcast or what this show is intended to be all about. Exactly. And we want to give due diligence in presenting the movie and not the views of the cast or directors or anyone involved. But we also feel it's necessary to let the audience know some of the background information to get a feel for what was happening at the time of shooting the film. Again, we hope you understand that we do not agree with everything that went on and we just want to give out the information. And with that being said, hope you enjoy the show. seven trying to keep him locked up because I realized that what was living behind that boy's eyes was purely and simply evil. I think he'll come back. Exploring uncharted territory. And totally charted. Just talk. Sure, sure. The only reason she babysits is to have Happy Halloween! 
Happy Halloween. Hi guys, welcome to the Tragedy of Cinema podcast. I'm your host Jimbo, and of course my millennial co-host, the one that thinks he knows it all but is rarely ever right. And don't forget self-deprecating. <laughs> Terrence, he's bundled up like the mummy. Uh, just a couple things to get out of the way. Um, number one, um, we didn't release any Universal Monsters this week. We will be doing uh, some more next week. We had to push it back a week due to some, some different circumstances. So uh, life happens. Uh, and hope you guys understand that. Uh, number two, we were invited uh, to uh, send in a shorter version of the story you're going to hear today on Halloween. Yeah. Um, to Hillbilly Horror Stories uh, Halloween spectacular i guess yeah. if you will and there's like 20 or 21 other podcasts on there with short stories of each of theirs um so uh jerry and tracy we thank you for inviting us uh polly um also uh they have given us the uh, episode that we they want everybody to add to their uh catalog if you will yeah um, so we will be i will be posting that uh, at the same time i post this so yep. if you uh Find some other uh, podcasts on there. Please subscribe to them. Uh, re- leave them a review. Uh, five stars. Um, just letting you know there are some stories on there that may be a little uh, adult-themed oriented. So if you have younger yeah. kids, I would suggest you pre-listen before you let them. Hillbilly Horror Stories is PG-13, but all the people that they're bringing into the fold, it's varying uh, right. sort of. Great people. Yo, yeah, absolutely. And yeah. I was captivated by the stories I heard. Um, I know even one person on there talks about, uh, he has an interview with a person that was there at the Amityville Horror like House. actually there. That was actually there when they went in. So I thought that was cool. And some different stuff. So uh, be on the lookout for that. Uh, it should drop at the same time as this. And then just go to subscribe to them on, you know, download their episodes and help them out. So Terrence, are you ready for the question of the day? I haven't given you Let's one in a do long it. time. This it's one, been a while. This one's gonna be This one's going to be interesting. On the day of spooks. I want to know, Terrence. What was the best and worst costume you ever dressed up for on Halloween? All right, so the I'll start off with the worst because it was a cop out and it was super easy. Um, a ghost with a bag. no, no, something similar though. Like Charlie Brown. Uh, I did I did T-shirt ninja, <laughs> where you just take a shirt and you wrap it around your head a certain way and just T-shirt ninja. Just to get so I, just, I, I wore all black and then I just T-shirt ninja'd it and. Uh, that was it. My best. We need to see pictures of the, of the, of the, of the group. Uh, my best one, and this was a, a compilation effort of me and a couple friends. Like all of us together made this work. So we all got like old 20 style pinstripe suits and we were just a mafia. Like my buddy was like the godfather. So we had this giant coat, just like a fat ring. And then like we would accompany him and we looked like, you know, uh, uh, all of his capos. <laughs> so we, we had the fedoras, we had the pinstripe suits, the spats. The Tommy it was, guns. It was great. That's the only thing we didn't have because like we were we wore it at school, and obviously you know, can't walk around with toy guns, right? Um, but yeah, no, that was probably the best, just because it was so fun. Like all of us together, and then people knew right away, like right. what we were dressing up. As. Um, if you if you look on Facebook, I posted something earlier about uh, you remember those masks that were yeah, like plastic. I saw that the, you had like the plastic <laughs> outfit with the the, the the mask with the the two staples and the yep. the string, yep. you know, the rubber band thing. Man, them things would cut circulation in your face. You'd be sweating. You couldn't breathe oh, yeah. through those things. Not at all. And, and then, then you know, it would just get icky right. inside. And by the time you'd go to like the third house, you'd have to have it on top of your head. And they're like, yeah. who are you? And you'd just bend your head down. <laughs> That's who I have. You know? And then it, inherently one of those uh, rubber uh, staples would pop out. Oh, yeah. So you're, and you're then just you'd have to like, yeah. like – you try to tie it around what left, <laughs> like what's left of the staple. Now you're, now you're getting a migraine because <laughs> you're cutting in bleeding. 
Um, Good times. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> a couple of my Halloweens. One time my dad worked for um, a company and he they were throwing out some stuff and he grabbed like like different tubes and, 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 <laughs> and aluminum stuff and like yeah. made this robot space thing. It was pretty creative. Thanks, Dad. I'll have to put a picture up if I can find one. Nice. Uh, also, I remember uh, I had this like crazy looking mask and I found a, like a lab coat at Goodwill. Oh, nice. And put blood all over it and put like doctor something on there. And, and, <laughs> and then my cousin, uh, Scotty, he, he dressed up like a sheriff and like handcuffed me. You know, I like had broken handcuffs and all that. So. Nice. So enough about that. Let's go ahead and jump into Halloween. Halloween on Halloween. Dum, bum, bum. Really right. Skates. And if you hear anything, <laughs> it is a torrential downpour outside. So, oh yeah, uh, yeah. It's 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 pretty creepy outside right now. So also to um, anyone who's out in Southern California, I hope you are all safe. I know there's a big fire going down oh, there. My, yeah, my family's isn't there out there. Always too, a fire out there. Somewhere? It's it seems to get worse and worse every year. Well, I seen they cut the water off for like four million people or something. They just... cut water off. Uh, they also cut electricity off too. Ah, so fair. yeah, um, obviously, I hope everything. Yeah, goes hope well everybody down there. stay safe out there. So, release date October twenty seventh, nineteen seventy eight. Budget three hundred and twenty five thousand. So pretty low budget actually, especially uh, if you pair it with other. Movies that came out late seventies, right? Early because 80s. Sorry, half of that was spent on one of the cameras. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the, we have gross USA, um, forty-seven million. So it made a lot back. <laughs> it did uh, low How budget. How would you like to be that guy that you know you, you like, uh, like the Blair Witch or whatever that you film these things? Just a like really a home low budget camp. project, yeah, and then yeah. it just blows up and you make yeah. millions. <laughs> but the thing is, you go to try to reproduce that again, and you have an epic flop. You know what I mean? That's typically what happens uh, with a lot of like, especially like cool classics. You'll have one hit, and then nothing really else hits the same right. uh, directed by John Carpenter uh, so for those who for some reason aren't familiar with John Carpenter uh, he also directed other movies like The Thing They Live Escape from New York Escape from LA The Fog The Fog, the fog. that yep. was one of the scariest movies I had ever seen um, and Big Trouble in Little China <laughs> the writing credits John Carpenter who did the screenplay and Deborah Hill who also helped write on the screenplay Technical specs, we're looking at a runtime of an hour and 30 minutes. Sound mix, mono, that's Dolby Adams. Uh, this was camera, Panavision Panaflex, and Panavision C series lenses. So, uh, as Jimbo stated before, a lot of the budget was dumped into this particular camera. Um, and it was not only the camera, because it was high quality, and the, the lenses uh, captured a Three, 2.35 by 1 ratio, which is what they were aiming for. Um, but they also were one of the first films to use a, uh, uh, a Panaglide camera rig. So all the iconic point-of-view shots were done using a Panaglide camera rig. So basically, the uh, Panaglide was a competitor to the now unanimous uh, Steadicam. So Steadicam is like when you're walking around... And the no matter where you're, how you're moving, the cam stays steady. So it's, right. a, it's a precursor to that. Um, so this allowed the camera to be fitted onto the camera operator uh, for far ranging and smooth, unbroken shots. Uh, John Carpenter really loved it because he can shoot copious amounts of footage in one day to make up for the film's small budget. Uh, and also, it was 
uh, this movie was among the first um, to use it alongside um, another movie that was Days of Heaven. Never seen it. Neither have I. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's that's a little fun fact about uh, the camera and some of the stuff that they had on set and what they were doing when they were filming. So now uh, the film length, we're looking at 2,484 meters. Um, you're looking at about 3,000 foot reels. Uh, the negative format, uh, 35 millimeter. Cinemagraphic process, that's Panavision, widescreen. Uh, and printed film format, 35 millimeter. And now for the awards. <laughs> uh, Academy of Science Fiction, Fantasy, and Horror Films, USA. I feel like every movie we've done this month has been that, of course. Um, this was in... 2015, uh, they won the Saturn Award, and that's just for the Halloween collection altogether. Uh, in 20, so that was 2015. In 2014, they won the Saturn Award for Best DVD and Blu-ray Special Edition Release, and that was for the 35th Anniversary Blu-ray Edition. In um, 1979, uh, they won Best Horror Film, and they got a Saturn Award for that. And then we have the... Uh, Avarize Fantastic <laughs> Film Festival, 1979. Winner, Critics Award, John Carpenter. Uh, Chicago International Film Festival, 1978. Nominee for the Golden Hugo, uh, Best Feature, John Carpenter. Los Angeles Film Critics Association Awards, 1979. Winner, New Generation Award, John Carpenter. Uh, National Film Preservation Board, USA, 2006. Winner for the National Film Registry. Uh, Online Film and Television Association 2019, winner of the OFTA Film Hall of Fame for the uh, movie Halloween itself. So, synopsis. One Halloween night in 1963, young Michael Myers murders his sister. Now, 15 years later, Michael has escaped from the mental hospital and returned to Huddenfield, Illinois to kill once again. Dun, dun, dun. All right, so let's go and jump into the cast real quick. Uh, Donald Pleasant uh, plays Dr. Sam Loomis. Also in, uh, wanting or uh, selected to interview for uh, Play the Doctor, we have Peter O'Toole, Mel Brooks. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love it. Uh, Stephen Hill, Walter Matthau, Jerry Van Dyke, Lawrence Tierney, Kirk Douglas, John Belushi, Lloyd Bridges, Abe Vigoda, Chris Christopherson, Sterling Hayden, David Carradine, Dennis Hopper, Charles Napier, Yul Brenner, if you Jeez. remember from our yeah. Magnificent Seven, and Edward Bunker. What a list. I mean, <laughs> can you see Mel Brooks? <laughs> I mean, yeah, oh man, it's funny because I can only... I can only see him in like all the comedic roles that he's played for himself, and right. uh, it'd be hard to see him in in something like this. <laughs> all right, back to the cast without he, laughing, you know. All right, you have Jamie Lee Curtis as Laurie Strode, Nick Castle as Michael Myers and The Shape. One thing about this movie is Michael Myers is credited as the Shape. The Shape. Uh, Tony <laughs> Moran as Michael Myers Unmasked. Will Sandlin as the young Michael Myers at the age of six, who later on became a Los Angeles police officer. Oh, wow. I wonder if you've ever been pulled over by your <laughs> uh, PJ Souls has Linda Vanderklok, 
Nancy Keys as Annie, Annie Brackett. Charles Cyphers as Sheriff Lee Brackett. Kyle Richards as Lindsey Wallace. Brian Andrews as Tommy Doyle. John Michael Graham as Bob Sims. Nancy Stevens as Marion Chambers. Arthur Mallett as Angus Taylor. Mickey Yablins as Richie Castle. Brent LePage as Lonnie Ellum. Adam Hollander as Keith. Sandy Johnson as Judith Margaret Myers. David Kyle as Danny Hodges. Peter Griffith as Marcus <laughs> Uh, Robert uh, Fallon as Dr. Terrence. Wow. Uh, Sandy Johnson as Judith Myers. Now, the some fun facts about this show. Oh, he spells it the same way I do. The superior I spelling. <laughs> superior spelling. I wonder if he's just as crazy. Probably. Uh, the actual, the uh, the original script for this was titled The Babysitter Murders. Interesting. Yeah, so... Um, it was a decision to change to have everything happen on the same day instead of, you know, yeah. multiple times. And the costume changes would have put them over budget and all that. Yeah. So um, they changed Halloween. And, and, and ironically enough, I was reading that there was no movie titled Halloween by this time. This was the first time it was ever used. And I thought, wow, that was pretty cool. It played on, you know. Maybe everybody wanted to stay away from it. And John Carpenter's like, we're, we're doing this. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, ah, I don't care. Um something else the uh if you notice this movie it's very dark at times and i don't oh, mean yeah. dark i mean lighting like lighting wise yeah and the reason they had to do this low budget they didn't have no money <laughs> so it's out of necessity lighting's and, expensive yep um and you gotta remember some of this was shot you know most of it was shot at night except for a couple scenes you yeah know, so um when they were shooting the scenes to start the film uh f- from michael myers point of view uh, they couldn't get the six-year-old child actor till the last day of filming. Oh wow! So, yeah, so the the, the uh, movie's producer Deborah Hill <laughs> volunteered us for Michael. So any scenes where you see his hands coming to view, yeah. it's her hands. But you can tell they're <laughs> manicured and taken yeah. really well care of. I was like, really? That's funny. Also, there are five different people to ever play the shape. Yeah, I did air quotes there. The shape. The shape. Uh, Nick That's Castle. So weird. That they I know. call him the shape. Like they couldn't think of what else to call him at the time. Like, like what is he? Crazy just maniac. The shape. <laughs> uh, Nick Castle throughout the movie. Uh, Tony Moran during the unmasking by Laurie. Stuntman James Winburn, production designer Tommy Lee Wallace, due to his knowledge, you know, to break the special stunts yeah. and all that, um, or uh, props because it was so expensive. And yes, for the first time ever, the co-writer, co-producer Deborah Hill, a woman. Yep portrayed Michael Myers. She is the first one you see when the external white shot when Tommy first sees the shape uh, for the first time. Uh, uh, Tony said that no one told him to uh, upon arrival that he would be on set wearing a mask. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and then also Deborah explained that the only reason that she was ever considered uh, to do it is she just happened to bring the mask with her and outfit with her that day and nobody was available. Yep. So there you have it. Michael Myers was a female. For at least... <laughs> for a uh, moment in time, Donald Pleasance did all of his own sh- or did all of his shooting in only five days. Oh wow! And he got paid twenty thousand dollars for it, and he only has eighteen minutes of footage. I wish what? I could have eighteen minutes of footage <laughs> five days for twenty thousand. I know, right? Uh, the film was made in the spring, so they had a huge time producing pumpkins and leaves. I mean, I can only imagine. Yeah, right. And um, come to find out, Robert England actually John Carpenter had Robert England better known as Freddy Krueger. Oh, yeah. Uh, dumping leaves all over one day, one afternoon, just to get the leaves Fun fact there. about the leaves is um, because they filmed this n- not in season, uh, they had to 
basically he had his prop department paint all the leaves to look like fall. Yeah. Uh, but the biggest problem is because they had a low budget, they couldn't do the same with the trees. So <laughs> you'll notice that like even though you'll have like, you know, orange leaves on the ground, like some of the trees in the background are still like lush and green. <laughs> I was wondering if there was palm trees in the background since it is shot in California. Yeah. It takes place in Haddon, made up town of Haddonville, Illinois. That, that's what's uh, that's what's interesting is like even though it the movie itself takes place in the Midwest, it right. was filmed on the West Coast. Well, well here's, a, here's, here's another thing. Halloween was only shot in 20 days. Yeah. I mean, in 1970, uh, spring of 1978, with a budget of $300,000, it became the highest grossing independent movie ever made. I mean, you don't see that anymore. Now it takes months. Oh, yeah. And and, and But some of the times when they had that rush to get to the deadline, the movies are fantastic. Some of them I like more than the ones that they take years to make. You know. I mean? Oh, yeah. I mean, this this is definitely the the movie that you know put John Carpenter on the map. Oh yeah, um, especially before uh, independent film. Uh, well, you know, the Assault on Precinct Thirteen was before this. Was it? Uh, okay. Nineteen seventy six. Um, this <laughs> Michael Myers was based upon uh, an experience John Carpenter had tour in, in college where he was touring a touring a psychiatric hospital where he ran into a little child and who just stared at him and he said he just looked at me with a look of evil and it terrified me uh, we all have those little kids that look at you like oh yeah this kid's gonna kids snap really this kid's creepy. gonna snap on me at any second um, you know what's even more uh, funny but like creepy is um, when I used to work at uh, Fry's Electronics and retail right um but I remember I heard like just a screech, and I was like, "What is that sound? Do we have a banshee in the in the store?" And then I realized it's just a small kid. I'm like, "Oh my gosh, kids are terrifying sometimes." It, <laughs> it sounded like something otherworldly. Like oh, I yeah. would I would take that sound sample and put it in a horror movie, and it would terrify people. <laughs> uh, Carpenter approached Peter Cushing and Christopher Lee to play the role of Doctor Sam Lewis. That eventually went to Donald Pleasance, but both turned down to the low pay. Christopher Lee later stated that it was the biggest mistake he had ever made in his career. Oh yeah, so, but I mean, he's still done. Oh, lots he's, of I think he, I think he came out on top yeah, there. You don't have to have it all, Christopher Lee. Um, actually, you know, prior to this movie, there was a book written. Um, it's very rare to find. Um, it was written by Curtis Richards, and it reveals more of the story behind the Michael Myers rage thoughts ah, throughout the movie okay. and and his motives. I thought, man, I'd like to read that. You know what I mean? It's quite unique. Yeah. I wonder how much it would cost. Oh, I know, If, right? if you could find one. Uh, J- uh, John Carpenter considered hiring uh, Jamie Lee Curtis as the ultimate tribute that he could do to Alfred Hitchcock since uh, had given her, uh, her mother, which was Janet Lee, yep. uh, legendary status in Psycho from 1960. And if you want to know more on Psycho, just refer back to episode two of yeah, this right. podcast <laughs> where we covered Psycho a long time ago. Long time ago. <laughs> um, Come a long way since then. There was also the most uh, significant thing about this movie is obviously their most important prop is obviously Michael Myers' mask. Yep. What people don't know is the different options they had for the mask. So many. Right. So um, it was revealed that the crew had originally chosen two masks for Michael Myers to decide on. The first was a Don Post Emmett Kelly smiling clown mask that they put frizzy red hair on. This was a homage as how he killed his sister Judith in the clown costume. If you remember, he had that little cellophane yeah, <laughs> like exactly. we were talking about earlier. Um, they tested out in a pair of it appeared too diminutive and creepy. I was like, man, I wonder what they think of it now. You know, <laughs> I mean, know, Pennywise. Right? Uh, the other mask was the 1975 Captain James T. Kirk, none other than William yep. Shatner, uh, which they purchased for about a dollar. Uh, it had the eyebrows and sidebirds ripped off and the face was spray painted uh, face belly or fish belly white. 
Uh, and the hair was spray painted brown, and the eyes were cut open a little bit more. They tested out the curtain mask, and the crew said that it was much more creepy because it was emotionless. Yep. Kind of like Michael Myers was without them in the movie. Pretty much. And here's other the two other people that there was considered for the mask. Richard Nixon. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been hilarious. And Spock. Uh, I could just, I just... Richard Nixon, I just... <laughs> that one kills me. Mask. <laughs> I just kills me. Um, the stabbing effect, as in most movies, is a knife plunging into a watermelon. So you get the... Yeah. Um, this film was shot out of sequence because John Carpenter created the, a fear meter in Jamie Lee Curtis that she didn't know what kind of terror she would be... Exactly, you yeah. Know, ...exhibiting during the movie. <sighs> Jamie Lee Curtis was so disappointed with her performance in this movie that she convinced she would be fired only on her first day of shooting. Oh, jeez. I've noticed that with a lot of movies we cover. A lot of people think that they're going to be fired. Even uh, Captain Picard thought yeah. he was going to be fired. Well, I, I think what it comes down to is... Um I mean, and this is just true across the board, not just for actors, but we're all our own worst critics. Like, right. uh, I'll look at something I do. I'm like, man, I did terrible and awful. I should never do this again. And then somebody else will come back. Oh, and so you like, listen to our early podcast episodes. <laughs> I'm like, you know, no, it's actually pretty good. I'm like, oh, I feel a little bit better about myself, but not really. Anyway. Uh, right. So, uh, but her phone rang that night and it was yeah. John Carpenter and he said, hey, she thought, it, this is the end of my movie career. I'm never going to go anywhere. But nope. Carpenter called to congratulate her until he was very happy with the way things had gone. But the fact that she was, Jana Lee's daughter probably didn't hurt any, you know. Exactly, yeah. Because <laughs> uh, Carpenter was a big Hitchcock fan. Um, even though, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis wasn't even Carpenter's first choice. She says he wanted the daughter of the person on Lassie. <laughs> I was like, wow. Uh the Michael Myers house is actually an abandoned building the filmmakers found in South Pasadena, California, which yep. has now become a chiropractor office. Um, what a transformation. <laughs> going from breaking backs to building Break. backs. <laughs> um, all the actors wore their own clothes to save on the budget. Yeah. Um, as we stated in our, we uh, already filmed this short for the Hillbilly Horror Stories episode, but Jamie Lee Curtis went to J.C. Penney for all of Lori Strobel's and got her whole entire wardrobe for the movie for only less than $100. I think that is pretty funny. Uh, Jamie Lee, this is Jamie Lee Curtis' first feature film. She was paid a $8,000 for her effort. Nice. Um, I mean, John- I, mean I, I don't know. that. I, I guess I'd have to pair it with other, you know, uh, what other people made. But obviously, like, 8000 was nice for me. I'd go in on a film set. But, but it was like, only yeah. 20 days of shooting. Remember that. That's true, too. So you break that down. That's... Shoot, I'd do it. <laughs> okay. Not only did John Carpenter, you know, do this movie, he also did the score. Yeah. In four days. Yes, he did. <laughs> that is, um, so basically, the... Uh, uh, yeah, he did all the... Um, the, the music of, like, you know, drumming and bongos that his father had taught him when he was a child. Yeah, I think it was a 5-4 beat or something. Something like that, yeah. Uh, but that's just, like, super unique and really just shows the dedication that he put into this movie was he did a lot of this himself. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, but, well, with the budget, he couldn't really yeah. go out and hire anybody either. Exactly. So, Dr. Sam Loomis is Michael Myers' psychiatrist. Sam Loomis is also the name of Marion Crane's secret lover in Psycho in 1960. Coincidentally, Marion Crane was played by Jamie Lee Curtis's mother, Janet Lee, and Annie is played by actress Nancy Keys, who was credited as Nancy Loomis. The name Loomis was also used in Scream in 1996. Yep. Remember Billy Loomis? Another fun fact is a lot of the names in the movie are from people they know. Right. Yeah. But why not? Uh, this was photo the fifth scariest movie of all time by Entertainment Weekly. Oh, wow. So, 
I mean, we're getting ready, uh, I'll get ready to tell you about, um, you remember the Roger and Ebert uh, yeah. duo? Uh, it says, when uh, this Terry Gross interviewed Roger Ebert and Gene Siskel live in front of an audience to for a fundraiser for a radio station, WBEZ in Chicago in 1996. Terry asked him about the scariest movie they had seen. Roger mentioned how the first Halloween movie was extremely scary and then recounted how when Gene saw it at a local movie theater, he was so scared he took a cab home, even though he only lived two blocks from the movie theater. <laughs> Gene then recounted how he, when he got home, he went to the shower and pulled the curtain back to see if anyone was there. That's <laughs> so, Man, traumatizing. I mean, it's... it's- the most, I mean, that, there's a reason why a good chunk of movies use that as sort of a horror setting. I mean, you, you, we've talked, we talked about it when we were, uh, when we did our Psycho episode, but uh, like the shower is one of the most vulnerable places you can be. Right. Like, right. you know, just slipping and sliding around in there and all that. <laughs> Tonight on Naked and Afraid. But <laughs> um, Carpenter's ultimate goal was to kind of do Halloween like a radio, pl- uh, you know, the old radio stories. Oh, yeah. And he wanted to have a, a scare every 10 minutes. So. Uh, to ensure Michael Myers would break the window on the station wagon as Dr. Loomis approaches the insane asylum, a wrench was adhered to his forearm and hand, and it was then painted flesh-colored to hide from the camera. <laughs> how, how awesome is that? Will Sandlin, young Michael Myers, did a fantastic job. And I can't believe they only got him on the last day of shooting. I wonder how much they paid that guy. Oh, I know, right? I mean, six years old, you know. <laughs> and it, of course, he's probably scarred for the rest of his life because he had to be in a clown costume. You know, yeah, right. Day, so... <laughs> Uh, let's see, uh, a couple last things. Michael Myers, he never runs or speaks in the entire movie, although he does drive a car. I feel like, um, this is the start of, uh... you know, the horror trope, especially, you know, 80s, early 90s, of like, the, whatever the antagonist is, it's always just walking. It's never It's running. like that fast-paced one. Like, yeah. Jason Voorhees does the same thing. Yeah. Like, no matter how fast people are running, they all Now, Freddy's just up. like, rah! He's yeah, just running that after right. you. <laughs> um, and last but not least, this is on the 1001 movies you must see before you die, as most of the movies are we cover. Of course. <laughs> so, Terrence, go ahead and tell me Halloween thoughts, It's a, it's a classic Halloween movie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> probably the first one. Exactly. Uh, it's, you know, it's a great movie to watch during Halloween. Uh, if you're in the slashers, it's a great movie. Um, I, I guess that's the only sort of uh, critique. I, would, I mean, I wouldn't even call it a critique. It's just more based off preference that people have. I, I know that um, there are people that don't like slasher films. Typically, I don't myself. Um, I, I'm picky with them, I guess I should say, because I do enjoy some slasher films. But uh, I do know there's some people who aren't into them. Uh, I would say it. It's the core of slasher films. Um, I think it was might have been like one of the first exactly. Actual, like it's, I don't want to say the first slasher film, but it's one of the first that really that has a character that comes back for sequels. Exactly, that makes sense. And, and made you it know, you got you got Michael Myers, then you had Jason Voorhees, then you had yep. Freddy Krueger, then exactly. you had Chucky, then you had Candyman. You know? Exactly, and, and obviously he, he's such an iconic character along with Jason Voorhees and all the ones you just mentioned. I mean, he even makes appearances in, uh, uh, in video games. He's been in Mortal Kombat. He's been in, uh, I believe it's uh, Days Gone, where uh, you have to run from... It's, it's basically a slasher film, but in a video game. Um, you can play uh, uh, Michael Myers. You can, also, uh, you can also play Jason Voorhees. And I, I think they have one where you can, like, uh, an upcoming update where you can play a clown. But anyway, um, he's... he's Halloween is just such an iconic pop culture, particularly, you know, Halloween pop culture. 
uh, that some uh, even if you're not in the slasher films, you can just watch it for sort of pop culture relevance. Uh, um, and it's on the list of thousand movies to watch before you <laughs> die. So why wouldn't you? <laughs> um, but I, I myself, I enjoyed it. Um, you know, it's uh, not something I watch all the time, but every now and then I'll come back to it and be like, yeah, it's pretty solid. Right. And there's, um, I forgot to mention, there's also a scene where uh, he kills the dog. Oh yeah. Okay. And that was uh, actually when the trainers was on set or whatever, the owner of the dog. Yeah. And when he goes to kill him, he basically just, you know, lays the dog down and drops the dog. Yeah. But it was, it was uh, filmed in slow motion. So it looks yeah. like the dog's dying. Instead <laughs> of you. Uh, yeah. This, this is, this is one of the first movies I remember. The score for the movie. If it didn't have the score, I don't think it would be nearly as scary. You know, this, that. Oh, yeah. Man. It, uh, you hear that movie? It's iconic. Now. Uh, the, the, the theme absolutely. is iconic. You absolutely. know what I mean? Um, great movie. Um, this was Jamie Lee Curtis's one of her first films. Um, John Carpenter, did. he goes on to do The Fog, which to me is the scariest movie. One of them that I've oh, ever seen yeah. when I was a kid. Just the ending of that where... The pirates are coming into the church or whatever. I, it just scared me as a kid. Um, to me, Michael Myers is probably my second favorite slasher guy. Uh, yep. Jason Voorhees is my favorite uh, just because I like him. Um, I know you're probably more of a Freddy or J- Chucky. No, actually, uh, between <laughs> them, or I, I guess between like all the slasher films, uh, I've always liked... Yeah, I mean, Halloween is probably one of my, my, the, my favorite slasher films above... Uh, the others. Uh, one other little fun fact um, what just popped into my head is uh, Jamie Lee Curtis said in an interview, she said, um, you know, uh, William Shatner is not too happy to be the face of Halloween. <laughs> you know what I mean? But also, not only him, but um, Mike Mike Myers, which, you know, oh, that's Austin yeah. Powers, uh, yep. So I Married Axe Murder, Wayne's World. He said he's not very thrilled with having a murderer named after him either. Yeah, using his exactly. Name. Um, and it, it's funny because uh, that was the confusion like when I was younger. Um, because they pretty much had the same name, and uh, like sometimes I'd be like, "Wait, Mike Myers? Why? What, 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 what does he have <laughs> to do with horror movies?" And I was like, yeah, yeah. It's "Like, no, 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 Michael Myers. Oh, you mean he's a, a killer? Oh, oh, totally different guy." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so there you have it. That's our thoughts and feelings. So I would say, give it a watch. If you've never seen this movie, check it out. It's it it definitely some of the stuff they did for the budget they had. Told a story. Absolutely. And some stuff with a bigger budget doesn't tell a story, and you're just like, what's all these explosions, and it doesn't mean anything <laughs> to you. So, um, Terrence, I do believe we have one review we need to read today. We if you do. want to take it away. We finally have a review. Uh, by the way, uh, if you go on iTunes, Tragedy of Cinema, uh, leave us a five-star review. It gets us more exposure. It lets more people listen to this awesome podcast. Um, and so we have a review in from Jesse's girl two, two, nine. And as I read that, the song played in my head, <laughs> Jesse's girl. Anyway. <laughs> so, uh, movie lovers must stick together is the title of this, uh, um, this review, which I like. And that is true. We should must right, all stick but, together. But, but, but sometimes you just have those movies. I just can't stand. So I can't stick together on. No, <laughs> Uh, uh, so she writes, uh, right, uh, love it. I, ab- or, uh, I absolutely love movie trivia and I'm a movie buff. And these two are awesome with comedy and knowledge. And then three thumbs up. Wow. Three. What's better than two thumbs up? Three. Thumbs <laughs> three. <up. laughs> uh, thank you. Uh, so Jesse's thank you girl. so much for writing in. Uh, yeah. Uh, so if you want to leave us a review, we will read them at the end of the, of the episode that we receive it on. Yes, um, and please write in. We always love hearing. Uh, even if you want to send an email that. at the tragedy of cinema podcast, or the tragedy of cinema at gmail dot com, um, I read all those on the air. If you, if you don't yep. feel, if you don't have iTunes and you don't 
uh, don't feel like signing up to right. Then you can just send me a personal email and I'll read it. Yep. Um, you can follow, we're on Facebook on the Tragedy Cinema Podcast. Join group. our uh, group. We have right. uh, we have actually a, lo- a, a good chunk of people in there. Right. It's it and we post pretty... all kinds of fun stuff about just movies, actors, and sometimes just just like people that died. We that just had the yeah. actor died. John Witherspoon right, from, from uh, Friday. Friday. Um, he was also the voice in Boondocks, and he's played you know tons of iconic characters, legendary right. actor. Uh, he just passed this week, I think two days 77, ago. Seventy-seven, yeah, right. Uh, Seventy-seven years old. He passed away yesterday. Yeah. So. Uh, R.I.P. Yeah. Uh, so with that being said, I think we're coming to a close. Uh, don't forget to check out the Hillbilly Horror Stories uh, special that will be released on our feed. Go sign up, uh, download all them awesome podcasters. Oh, yeah. And uh, because, speaking of checking because out. Because podcasters, podcasting is rough. Oh, yeah. Uh, time-wise, <laughs> editing-wise. Nine times out of ten, uh, it's everybody's squeezing this in on their spare time and every, you know obviously majority of us have busy lives so we're, you know we're shoving in recording editing all that stuff right. and to uh so so go a little go, time we have go leave them a review listen to their podcast help their numbers go up uh leave them five star reviews so Absolutely. make them feel good about themselves <laughs> kind of <laughs> like we do when we read jesse's girls uh. <laughs> and uh speaking of checking out uh check out our patreon tragedy of cinema patreon you know we really need to do our diehard thing we do yeah, yeah. um sam dave the others, hang on. Um, <laughs> it's just been really, really crazy around here. So we're, we're going to do some big things. And we have some special stuff coming up before the end of the year. We're yeah. not going to say what it is yet, but we're already uh, conspiring. Perspiring. <laughs> perspiring. Perspiring at the thought of it. Just, oh, so much fun. So, yeah, stick with us. We're, we, we, i, I got to figure out exactly what to do there. So, um, uh, for the Patreon, how to release special stuff. So I'm working on it. Yep. Um, anything else, Terrence? That's pretty much it. Have a happy Halloween, even yeah, though some you know, of, even though those listening to it will probably be after Halloween. But probably, uh, hopefully, your Halloween is maybe good it's, and maybe it's maybe it's raining where you are and you need something to listen to while you're walking around. You never yep. know. Um, maybe go watch Charlie Brown's The Great Pumpkin. Charlie Brown, I love that I love one. That. You know? Yeah, yeah, that's, 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 a, that's a classic Halloween movie. Yeah, one of my favorites. Well, with that being said, this episode's coming to a close, and that's a wrap. And, and cut. cut.